it is tournament time for the IU men's soccer team as they are set for the Big Ten tournament. And we have a men's basketball team that is set to kick off next week. No better person to bring in than uh, Tristan Jackson of the IDS, the uh, sports editor for the IDS in the men's soccer and men's basketball beat writer. Going to get all the lowdown from him uh, for two uh, pretty big teams having uh, pretty big games in the next week. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Thursday, November 4th. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your daily source for IU Athletic News. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. Today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked on Hoosiers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Hoosiers. As I said, we're going to be joined here in just a moment by Tristan Jackson uh, of the IDS to talk about the Big Ten tournament, uh, the Indiana men's soccer season. Uh, He has seen it up close for the entire season, so no better person to get some insight on that than from him. And then we've obviously been talking about men's basketball all week long. Uh, with their opener set for Tuesday, Tristan is also the IU basketball beat reporter. So again, no better person to talk to uh, to get some thoughts uh, from him heading into the opening game of the season. As always, though, you guys can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Follow us on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. But let's get into this conversation with Tristan. And as promised, we now welcome in uh, IDS sports editor, men's soccer beat writer, men's basketball beat writer, Tristan Jackson. Tristan, bud, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? It's uh, it's an interesting time for IU Athletics. We were just talking about the football team before we went live. It's, uh, it's a downtime for the football team, obviously, but some exciting times for men's soccer and for uh, the basketball team always uh, exciting to get the season underway. We're going to talk about both today. Uh, it's been a while since we had you on, and when we did, it was right before the season was set to start for men's soccer. At the time, uh, I think we were rightly talking about national title hopes. A lot has happened in the men's soccer season between our last two talks. Uh, we'll start off uh, with kind of the beginning of it. A really slow start for this team. Uh, you obviously were watching the team up close this season. What kind of led to that slow start for them this season, do you think? Um, I think it was a lot of like guys working back from injury. So um, obviously Spencer Glass coming back from that broken leg. I think he still uh, needed some time to kind of get back up to speed because um, we say that happened last season. Well, that was last spring. So um mm-hmm. I, that would be a rush rehab compared to what he would normally have. Um, and then Bezerra got hurt uh, in the game against Notre Dame, had a knee injury, was out a couple games, and then uh, it seemed like he's, he still needed some uh, time to get to 100%. So, um, yeah, I think it was just a matter of, like, getting everyone 
at 100% at the same time um, is really what they didn't have at the beginning of the season and compared to what they have now. So, um, yeah. The It was an interesting point also made uh, during the kind of broadcast of the Maryland game, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes. But uh, do you think there was any kind of hangover from that tournament run, that national championship game lost from last season as well? Um, it's hard to say. I think Yeagley kind of talked about that a little bit. Um, I, I, I definitely think it's possible. I think, um, you know, even the younger guys, like they were there with the team uh, in that spring, they kind of got to see that. So, um, you know, it, it, it's very possible there was some hangover, you know, it, you would imagine with a slow start like that, that could be a possibility. Um, I can't really say for sure if that was what was the case. Um, I, I think they had a lot of backline issues at the beginning, which they really shared up in the second half of the season. So um, uh, how much is it hangover? How much is it just getting those backline guys up to speed and uh, getting uh, Salentano's confidence back, I guess, so he's not giving up as many goals? Um yeah, hard to say, but um, I think probably a mixture of both would be my guess. You mentioned that Notre Dame game where Bezerra got injured. The Hoosiers had that exciting win uh, in overtime of that one, a banger of a goal to win that one. They went against Butler, but then after that, went on a little bit of a, a sore stretch there, lose to Creighton. They bounce back over Xavier, but then draw with Akron lose to Rutger, lose a handful of games later to Michigan. Was it was that Rutger game, or was there kind of a, a spot you think was kind of the low point of the season for these guys? Honestly, I would say it would I, – I think the lowest of the low was after the Creighton game. I think just the way they lost. You look at the Rutgers and Michigan game, like those could be a couple other like points in the season where they were kind of – like – lower than they want to be, but I think just the way they lost to Creighton, you know, M- Michigan was a um, golden goal in overtime in a game that they played really well. And obviously you want to get a win on the scoreboard, but it wasn't like a dominating win, like, or I guess in Indiana's case, a dominating loss, like it was, um, like it was against Creighton. So um, I, I personally would say that the Creighton game was really their lowest point And it was a, there was some bumpy roads after that, but um, I, yeah, I would say that that was like lowest of the low for this team so far this season. Uh, you mentioned a couple of those games that they kind of struggle in, but you also said that you thought getting guys back from injury was kind of the big thing that turned the season around. Was there a moment, was there a game really, anything like that you thought where they kind of turned the corner and, and really got things going? Um, honestly, I think I would say it was the, the, I I think the Omaha game was a really big one. You know, Omaha, a good program went in, uh, double overtime, uh, with a golden goal. Like, uh, it was in the 109th minute. So, um, just about as close to a buzzer beater as you're going to get in soccer. Um, and they were able to put a win on with that one. So, um, I think that was a really important win um personally but um yeah I, I that that was following that was right after the Michigan loss too so um you know a really important one that they lost and then they were able to get a win against a good program I think that was uh 
really important turning point in the season. Yeah, and that was a kind of kicked off a probably Indiana's. I wouldn't even say probably Indiana's best stretch of the season uh, came right after that. Um, they string of clean sheets there, um, and then uh, leads up to that Maryland game. They work their way back into the Big Ten um, title contention. Uh, obviously, the defense kind of shaped up there. Uh, was that the biggest difference maker leading up into that Maryland game? And then uh, what just kind of played out in that Maryland game did you see? Um, yeah, I definitely think that, uh, you know, showing up that defense, getting the confidence that, like, the offense didn't have to put up three, four goals every game to put a win in the uh, stat sheet. I think that's that was really important. Um, it kind of I, – I feel like after that Michigan game, you saw the offense become more free-flowing. Um, and in that Michigan game, uh, Bezerra scored his first goal of the season. I think that was a really important turning point, kind of get him back, I guess, into the groove of things. He didn't score in, I think, their first eight games um, after, you know, leading the country in goals. So, um, yeah, I think I I think that real, that turning point, I think the defense turned it on, you know, just, uh, I, I guess, yeah, allowed the offense not to be as stiff. I, I think that was – I think that was a real problem, uh, just – yeah. Then they that Maryland game, they must win game, pretty exciting finish to the season. They fall two nothing to Maryland. How much of that was the Hoosiers struggling? How much of that do you think was I mean Maryland's a, a, a really traditionally in this season a really good program? Yeah, I, I I it's hard to say. I don't think it's as much Indiana struggling. I mean, you look at their schedule, they were doing Wednesday to Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday. So not really a lot of like, even though they were on a win streak, you know, not a lot of layover. I'm sure some tired legs out there. So, um, and they, I mean, Maryland scored both of their goals in a matter of I think seven minutes. So um, it's not like it was a complete domination the entire game. Uh, a lot of good things happened too. The Indiana outshot them six three in the first half. Um, Bazera had nine saves. So it's not like they looked too out of source. I don't think just um, not what you need. Not, it wasn't the performance they needed on the road to, you know, clinch a big 10 title against a top 10 team really. But yeah, that first half uh, I thought the Hoosiers had more the, the chances. And when you're on the road against a program like that, you got to put those away. And there's a couple one-on-ones the, I believe Samuel Sarver had in rounded the keeper on one. Those are the ones you have to kind of put away if you're going to beat a team like that on the road. Uh, we've mentioned a handful of guys, uh, specific guys. I want to uh, talk to you about different players this season uh, for the Hoosiers, both some we talked about before the season and some that have kind of stood out as the season has gone. Before we do that, though, let's uh, talk about our sponsor of today's episode, uh, McDonald's. Uh, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. Uh, it's a place where classmates can meet up for study group. I know that I always relied on their Wi-Fi, both uh, at writing as a journalist, but also in college, always dependable to have Wi-Fi there at McDonald's. So win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, home team or away team can come to recharge. It's also my go-to place for fourth meal. 
Uh, McDonald's is always open and great place to uh, pick up that midnight snack. So head on over to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Something else I have loved this season for the Hoosiers has been uh, Roman Celentano. I'm going to start with him as some of the standout players this season. Uh, definitely one of the best players for the Hoosiers this season, one of the best keepers in the country. Uh, has he just kind of returned to form just as he was during the tournament last year, uh, do you think? I mean, yeah, like – you can talk as much as you want about the defense, but at the end of the day, if uh, I mean, he was still taking shots on goal. So um, someone's got to be there to stop him. Uh, I think, yeah, it, like obviously that back line returning to form was really important, but it doesn't happen without Celentano. They're giving up. They would still be giving up goals. So um, I think um, aside from the offense, if there was a driving force for that winning streak, it would be Celentano in my opinion. He's been incredible, always good for big save, um, basically any game, and capable of um, all kinds of save. We've seen him all season long come up with big saves. The other big name we mentioned uh, a couple times coming into the season was probably the front runner for the Mac Herman Trophy was Victor Bezerra. He had the injury in that Notre Dame game, really struggled this season. Has injuries been the biggest reason he kind of struggled early on? I think so, yeah. I mean, even after the Michigan game when he got his first uh, goal, like um, he said that his knee would still give him problems every now and then. So, I mean, is he 100% now? Probably. But I don't think he's played most of the season 100% and still um, on the back half of the season, I think, put up five goals in eight games. So, um, it, like 80% – Victor Bezerra is better than most 100% other players in the country. So um, I, I think that's important to note. Yeah, absolutely. And even while he was injured, as you were saying, he's capable of playing some incredible balls, some um, world-class goals there. And uh, it's been terrific to see him kind of get right um, the second half of the season because definitely during the preseason he looked every bit as talented and as we expected him to be so uh, it seemed like that injury really kind of derailed things for him but uh, just as important to get him back on track as it is the defense couple defenders to mention you talked about Spencer Glass who um, at times may have been the forgotten guy coming into the season after not playing um, during the tournament last year with that injury and as you said it was when we say last season, it was four or five months ago. Uh, how has he gotten back into form, and does he kind of look like the the Spencer Glass of old at this point? Yeah, I mean, when you talk to the other guys on the team, and I, I guess just watch the games, like he's he's the leader out there. He's every it, mostly everything runs through him, and I I would say most of what they do on defense and offense runs through. Um, I guess his command. So, um, yeah, I think, I think getting him back on and up to speed was really important. And, you know, that seven win streak, uh, down the stretch for sure. One name we definitely didn't talk about during the preseason, but has uh, kind of burst onto the scene in that defense in that back line has been Daniel Mooney. Um, what have you seen from him? And, and I guess how important has he become for this Hoosier team as well? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I would compare his, like, demeanor to a guy like Bazaar. He's just calm and confident every time he steps on, like, onto the field. So, um, yeah, I definitely think the defense needed a guy like him to kind of fuel that winning streak because, I mean, it seemed like they were out of sorts and – a guy like him can get them back into sorts. And I think that's what happened. And I think that's why you saw the national recognition from him uh, put away a couple goals off uh, some corner kicks. You know, he he's, you know, big, strong guy can, you know, do that. And then um, obviously on the defensive end, just a calm presence, I feel like to, I, I guess, lead the middle of their defense. A couple freshmen. We, I believe we talked about during that, um, kind of preseason preview pod was Sam Sauver and Tommy Mahalik. Have both those two gotten on? I know they both have had pretty big goals and pretty big moments throughout this season. Yeah, obviously the season opener, uh, Mahalik had two goals to set up the game winner. And then uh, Sauver's been up and down. You know, so he, um, he, I think he was out of the starting lineup for like five games, came back and then. Uh, scored a brace um in his first game starting that was against um that was against vcu uh before the um season finale um and i think that i i think that really showed i i think that showed maturity out of him um Mm -hmm. you know he was in the starting lineup pretty consistently gets benched and then comes back and he's ready to go uh, immediately so um i i think that says a lot about him and then yeah mahalik's been solid i think all season um not always not always the goal scoring threat but i think um in assisting their attacking i think um uh, as solid as a freshman you're gonna get yeah it's been remarkable at times to see how well he's fit into uh a title contending national title contending iu team as a freshman obviously had the big goal against wisconsin Uh, to win the game there late in the season as well. That golden goal in double overtime. Uh, Another goal that was not quite as late, but pretty close to a buzzer beater as well. Uh, Hoosiers obviously kick off the Big Ten tournament on Sunday against Rutgers, who we mentioned. Um, It was a 2-1 loss excuse me, early in the season. Uh, They went up 1-0 on a Daniel Mooney goal and then conceded twice in the second half. how much has this Hoosier team changed since that game? And I guess what are just kind of the expectations heading into this one? Um, in terms of change, I think, uh, again, they're just, it, it just seems like they're much more in sorts compared to um, earlier in the season, even with a loss against Maryland, which, I mean, a couple balls bounce a different way and they're still in the game. But um, yeah, I, I, I think um, I, 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 I think you got four or five teams in the Big Ten that could p- compete for the tournament title. Um, I, it's it's hard to predict if it's hard to say if I think Indiana could or couldn't because there's it's any given day. So um, yeah, I, I think uh, ob- obviously Indiana, uh, obviously Rutgers is a team Indiana lost to. Um, you got Penn State, Maryland, um, any of those teams really could compete. But um, yeah, I think. I think the most important thing is um, IU's trajectory has been going up, and it's obviously it goes down a little bit with Maryland. It's it's going to be interesting to see if they fall into a pit or they bounce back after that loss. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think the Rutgers game will be really telling of that. So, yeah, and in some ways, I think it probably helps this team that they lost to Rutgers early in the season. 
certainly no overlooking, even if a rematch against Maryland is kind of looming in the semifinal, potentially um, assuming both sides get there. But like you said, any number of teams could come away with this, uh, with this tournament title. There was three teams that could have won it on the final day. Wisconsin was in there for a lot of the season as well. Uh, any number of guys could step up and, and win this, I guess um, you kind of mentioned the word I was going to use there. What's the, the kind of the trajectory of this team now? It's been an up and down season. It seems like they're they're back going back up. I mean, is this a team now that kind of is back on track for contending for both a Big Ten tournament title and potentially a national title as well? Yeah, I would say midseason. It didn't look like this team was going to be able to compete for a title. And then now I think, you know, a 2-0 loss isn't what you want to see in your regular season finale, but it's against a top 10 team. So, I mean, top 10 team on the road, I mean, you can excuse that a little bit and kind of say, you know, th- those thing- those kind of things are going to happen uh, with a, uh, in, a, in a conference like the Big Ten. So um, you look at the RPI, all nine, team- all nine programs are in the top 100. I think um, Yagley's talked about the parity this year compared to past years, but um, mm-hmm. I, I definitely think Indiana was seven wins down the stretch in a row. That's, I mean, you talk about trajectory, that's as about as low to high as you're going to get. Yeah, certainly. After you kind of mentioned those Rutger games, those Michigan games, there were a lot of concerns about what was going to happen with this season. They get things turned around. They had some big wins in there the at Penn State versus Wisconsin. And as we've kind of said, that 2-0 scoreline to Maryland, almost a little flattering to Maryland. Hoosiers were certainly in that game um, and and certainly were right there in the first half and uh, late in the game making a charge as well. So it's going to be really fun, really interesting to watch this, uh, this team compete in the Big Ten tournament and then head on into the NCAA tournament, see... They can repeat some of their successes in recent years, get back to that national title game, and finally win one of these dang things. I'm tired of watching them get to the to the final and, and losing in heartbreaking fashion. So uh, excited to see what this soccer team will do. Uh, also excited to see what this men's basketball team is going to do uh, as they kick off the season on Tuesday. It feels uh, wild. We're already two men's basketball season, but uh, things have kind of flown by, and, and we're right here. So going to get some insight from Tristan as well about this men's basketball team here in just a moment. But if you guys are looking to uh, perhaps make some bets on the IU basketball season or on their opener uh, on Tuesday, I'm not sure if that opener is going to be on there because I'd imagine it's going to be a pretty lopsided spread. But if so, you can head on over to Bet Online. They remain the number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile site. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKED ON to receive that bonus. It's free money they're giving you guys. Whether it's college basketball, NBA, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, whatever it is, these guys have you covered with amazing offers available all year long. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. The Hoosier game starts on Tuesday, or the games start on Tuesday. We spent a lot of this week talking about IU basketball, looking at some 
different storylines uh, when it comes to players, when it comes to the team. Uh, ultimately, though, they're still they're going to be a pretty big unknown until we can finally see them on the court Tuesday. So, I guess uh, to you, what are you kind of expecting to see from this Hoosier team when they finally take the court on Tuesday? Um, I think more than anything, you're going to see a team that enjoys playing together. I think through media days and everything, I, I think that's one thing that they all agree on is like, this is a team that really gels well, gets along well. Um, I don't know if that's just energy back into the program, thanks to Mike Woodson or being under Mike Woodson's tutelage compared to Archie Miller. But um, one way or another, this is a program that looks just rejuvenated would be the right word, I think. I like that word a lot because that's definitely what it feels like uh, kind of from the outside looking in. Certainly with me, with a lot of people, a lot of friends I talk to, there's an excitement level with the program that hasn't been there before. You're obviously on campus, obviously around the team. Does it feel like there's a more of an excitement level now than there has been kind of in recent years with the with Archie Miller there? Absolutely. I, I think it's you know, you get an NBA guy in Mike Woodson who's been around the program. And I think, you know, playing for IU, I, I don't know what it is about playing for IU, being a former player that uh, people just seem to gravitate towards and, like, find yeah, – I, I guess trust would be the right word. I think people trust Mike Woodson to um, put Indiana maybe not back to where it was, but put it back as a contender, put it back into – the national conversation compared to a 12 and five team that we got last year. Um, and I think, I, I don't think the roster of last year's team was a 12 and 15 team at all. Um, I, I think that was more people. There, there were some bad losses. People lost trust in the program and, you know, whether they say so or not, the team hears that the coaches hear that like that, mm -hmm. that's, if that's the prevailing narrative that this team is underperforming, then, then they're going to continue to underperform. So um, I think that heightened trust with Mike Woodson and a, I, I guess a inner like energy, like energizing effect with the fan base. I think that's really um, going to be a couple keys to um, what I'd imagine is going to be a much better season. So. Yeah. It kind of snowballs both ways with last season uh, when things were going bad, you hear, like you said, the underperforming narrative, and they hear that, and that kind of snowballs in that direction. Whereas this offseason, it's kind of been the rejuvenated, like you said, the re-energized direction, and that has snowballed in that way. So I'm excited to see what this team is going to look like. I'm excited to see uh, the reception from the fans. I assume it's going to be a pretty energized crowd on Tuesday. Um Certainly wasn't the case. I know that fans weren't there except for the Big Ten tournament last year, but that was not an energized crowd for the Hoosiers at that at that tournament. So I'm certainly excited to see what the fans are like uh, heading into Tuesday's opener. Uh, Tristan, thanks a ton for uh, coming on here. I'm sure it's crazy busy for you right now with soccer and basketball both going on, but uh, let the people know where they can find your work. Um, yeah, at idsnews.com uh, in the sports section. I always tweet out my stories on my Twitter at uh, Trist underscore Jackson. Um, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, Twitter and IDS would be the best places to find my work. So Awesome. And be sure you guys go check him out. He's first place I go to for men's soccer coverage and I'm sure will be the first place I go to for men's basketball. Appreciate it. And 
Uh, maybe we can have you on later during the men's basketball season. Hopefully it goes a lot better than that uh, football season <laughs> has. So thanks again, and uh, we'll look to have you on later. Yeah, thanks for having me. So that will do it with uh, today's episode. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers uh, your first listen every day. We'll be back uh, for Friday's episode to preview the football game against Michigan. We kind of shrunk down the preview uh, this week with men's soccer, with basketball going on, and honestly with the football team trending in the very wrong direction. Thought we'd devote some more time to basketball and to soccer this week uh, with them trending the other way. So uh, we will preview this Michigan game on Friday's episode, get you ready for Uh, what is absolutely a must-win game if the Hoosiers are going to go bowling. And uh, it's not the type of opponent you want to come up against in a must-win game. So big thanks to Tristan again for coming on and talking today. Uh, Make sure you guys head on over. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Trist underscore Jackson. Follow us as well while you're there, at LO underscore Hoosiers. Uh, Follow... You can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Rude. You can subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review and help us out. Uh, But most importantly, guys, have a great Thursday in LEO.